I'm not a vegan activist because I'm too quiet and I'm a pick-me vegan because I'm too nice to meat eaters. At least, that's what some people have said to me. But call it what you want, my veganism is easy and honestly, it's joyful. I like to call my form of veganism as being a friendly vegan, and today I'll share my tips on how you too can live an easy life as a friendly vegan. From this episode, I hope you can take away three things. First, don't let your veganism define you. Second, it is possible and actually a good idea to be friends with non-vegans. Finally, we'll talk about why being a friendly vegan is a great form of activism. Hey, and welcome to the Friendly Veg Podcast, where we explore the social side of being vegan. In each episode, we'll dive into personal experiences and perspectives on the benefits and challenges of being vegan in today's world. I'm your host, Serena. I've been vegan for 11 years, I've been vegan as a student, now as a working professional, and in multiple countries, and I'm so excited you're here. Before we talk about being a friendly vegan, I want to give a shout out to Griff, who left a comment on the YouTube video for episode 2, where Tim and I spoke about dealing with non-vegan friends. In particular, Griff said something about sustainability, which I will read out. And I quote, Vegan leather, in my experience, is plastic, just plastic, a kind of plastic that flakes microplastics and ends up needing to be replaced after a few years like most fast fashion items. It may seem counterproductive to your lifestyle to consider leather as the most sustainable option, so disregard this if you'd rather dump the whole concept of faux and real leather completely, but real leather is a great material. It only gets better with age, will last generations, and is hardy and warm. A thrifted leather jacket is much better for our earth than one that will see a trash heap in less than five years. Griff, I do agree. I've been thinking more about sustainability in the past few weeks, actually, and I think I've changed my mind about vegan leather. I'm now in a place where I would rather buy secondhand leather instead of buying brand new vegan leather. From a sustainability and an ethical perspective, secondhand does make sense, so thank you for bringing this up. Now, if you would like to support me, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or a comment on YouTube. But if you're not listening on any of these platforms, feel free to take a screenshot of your podcast player, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me at friendlyveg underscore. I'm really curious to see who is listening, and I would appreciate if you let me know. And if you prefer to read rather than listen, you can find the transcript for this episode on my website, friendlyveg.com. Okay, so let's get into it. How can you be a friendly vegan? I might get some hate for this, but don't let your veganism define you. You are so much more than your veganism. Yes, let's admit and let's be real, being vegan is a personal choice and it can be an important aspect of your life, but it doesn't have to be your defining characteristic. Now hear me out, if you define yourself solely by your veganism, this will lead to an us versus them mentality and will cause a division between you and your non-vegan friends and family. This will cause you to have a mental block where you're automatically categorizing people into vegan or not vegan, like me or not like me, good or bad. And this is going to bias you and come out in your interactions with the non-vegan people in your life. So you're going to come across as very unfriendly in your interactions, and this will just reinforce that militant vegan stereotype which doesn't do anything positive for the vegan movement. Instead, try to focus on your other defining characteristics. For me, I define myself as Serena, soccer player, dog foster parent, friend, daughter, partner, data scientist, machine learning researcher, 
cycling enthusiast, mixed race, etc. I'm not just vegan. But if you can't think of your other personality traits and you find yourself deriving too much self-worth from your vegan identity, I really encourage you to take a step back and actually list out everything that defines you. And then admire how multidimensional you are as a person. I haven't had this issue with veganism, but I actually had this problem with regards to my day job a few years ago. I found myself more and more deriving my self-worth from my work, which led to a lot of anxiety whenever my work wasn't perfect, and my work, and work in general, is always imperfect. What helped me was to reframe how I view myself. I'm not just my work, I'm not just my 9-to-5 job, I'm not just my profession. I'm many other things, as I just mentioned, and I actually incorporated veganism into my identity a bit more than it was before, and that really helped me to see myself as well-rounded. So it can go both ways. Overall, it's important to find a balance in terms of how you view yourself. Don't let one characteristic dominate your definition of yourself more than others. You are a well-rounded individual. But don't just stop with this well-rounded, multifaceted perspective of yourself. Extend this to other people. If you are more open-minded towards who you are as a person, this hopefully and should make you more open-minded towards how other people are. Other people are multidimensional too. Other people have their own lived experiences, they have their own joys, and their own worries in life. Remembering how multidimensional other people are makes it easier and much more fun, really, to get along with people who have different viewpoints. Just because someone isn't vegan doesn't mean they can't be your friend, and it doesn't mean they can't be in your life. And let's be real, the majority of people in this world are not vegan, but you are. But unless you were born into a vegan family, there was a time in your life when you were not vegan. Remember this for when you're with non-vegans. Have some empathy for them. They might just not know the same facts that you know. But I know it's hard to have empathy sometimes because many of us vegans have dealt with someone in our life saying something somewhat abrasive and, quite frankly, annoying, like, Oh, I could never be vegan because I love cheese so much. How can you live without cheese? There's nothing wrong with cheese. You don't have to kill an animal to eat cheese, so why don't you just eat cheese? I'm sure you know what I mean. Yes, it's easy to get upset at this and think about how ridiculous this person is being. Like, why do they care if you eat cheese or not? Why does it affect them? So it's okay to be upset and to think that their line of thinking is a bit off, because it is. But remember, this person actually might not know any better, and they are, quite frankly, misinformed. So you could be annoyed, but it's better to have some empathy. Remind yourself that you were once like this person, or you were once similar to this person in some regard. Maybe you weren't exactly like them, but you once also consumed cheese. If you're comfortable, you can answer their question and tell them about the horrors of the dairy industry, but if you're not comfortable, that's okay. Just say something like, you know, I was the same way before, but I don't really miss cheese now. But if you do miss cheese, you can tell them. Just be honest and open and assume positive intent on their part. And remember, veganism is not your defining characteristic. When people comment on veganism, they're not attacking you. They're just making a comment or asking a question about something they don't fully understand. In general, just know that as a vegan, you're going to spend a lot of time around non-vegans just because that's how the world is right now. So how do you hang out with non-vegans without losing your mind? Well, have some empathy for them and keep in mind that you're already in each other's lives for a reason. Focus more on what you enjoy doing together and focus less on how your views might differ. For example, I have a friend whose political views are very different from mine, but we have been friends for over 12 years. I'm not going to throw away that friendship just because our political ideologies are misaligned. 
There are many things we can do together that are not related to politics, and the same thing applies to my non-vegan friends and family, and the same thing should apply to yours as well. But someone on YouTube asked me recently, why not just be friends with other vegans? That way you'll be less stressed and won't need to over-prepare for something as simple as a night out with friends. To this I say, it's a fair question, but why would I only be friends with other vegans? Most of my close friends are ones that I've known for over 10 years, so to choose to only be friends with vegans would be incredibly close-minded, and for me it would result in losing my entire social circle. I don't choose friends on the basis of whether or not they're vegan. For me, it's more based on common interests. I have friends that I go cycling with, friends that also work in machine learning, and friends from school. And now, slowly, I'm starting to make friends with other vegans as well, which is awesome. But in making friends with other vegans and getting a chance to talk to other vegans online, I've realized that how I live my life as a vegan is very different from how other vegans live their lives. Like I said at the start of this episode, I've been called a pick-me vegan, and I've been told that I'm not an activist because I'm too quiet. But to that I say, if being friendly means I'm a pick-me vegan, then fine, I'm a pick-me vegan. And to those who say I'm not an activist, I disagree. Sure, I'm not a vegan activist in the stereotypical sense, but being a friendly vegan is still activism. Being a friendly vegan means leading by example, it means letting your actions speak for themselves. As a friendly vegan, you show your friends, family, and others around you how much you're enjoying being vegan and how much you're thriving. A friendly vegan makes the vegan version of their friends' favorite dishes and laughs it off if the dish doesn't come out perfectly. Because let's admit it, sometimes the vegan version actually doesn't taste the exact same as the non-vegan version, sometimes it doesn't taste as good. As a friendly vegan, you don't take this personally because veganism doesn't define you. But you do show people how much you're thriving as a vegan and you paint veganism in a positive light. At this point, I'm like, how many times can I say vegan in this episode? I should count how many times it's been. Anyways, for me as a friendly vegan, the response I'm looking for from people is for them to say something to themselves like, oh, Serena's been vegan for years and she seems really healthy and her food always looks pretty good. Hmm, that's interesting. By gently introducing people to veganism that makes them more open to it in general and then it sort of primes and prepares them to learn more about the sort of intense side of veganism as well. I like to think of myself as the gateway person as a friendly vegan. I show people how normal being vegan can be and how it really isn't a big deal. And this makes people intrigued and then they might start doing their own research. But at this point, this is when I would pass these people on to my vegan counterparts whose activism is a bit more traditional, you could say, in that they speak more about factory farming and animal welfare. Really, we should all work together as vegans, not work against each other. We need people who are quiet and gentle in their activism, but we do need people who are going to shout and be loud about veganism as well. It's not a one-size-fits-all sort of thing. Regardless, though, of how you choose to do your activism, I do think it's good to keep being friendly in your toolkit. And that's it for today, so don't let being vegan define you. Remember that most people who are vegan were non-vegan at some point, and keep in mind that being a friendly, quiet vegan is actually a form of activism. To wrap up, I'll share my favorite hate comment from this week. So I shared a TikTok on how to handle going to dinner with a non-vegan friend group, and someone commented the following, and I quote, Or just tell them you're vegan without being a condescending, classist, chronically online brat about it. No one has a problem with your diet, I just hate the attitude you attach to it. This comment had me confused and it was almost like they watched a completely different video and yeah, it actually took me aback a bit. 
But with comments like this, I just remind myself that people only judge those who are doing more than them. I think this person is upset about something else in their life and decided to take it out on me. So, oh well. If you enjoyed this episode, you might want to join my mailing list where I share vegan tips, easy recipes, and answers to your questions every two weeks directly to your mailbox. You can subscribe at FriendlyVeg.com. So thanks for listening and talk to you next time. Bye.